Welcome to Deal of the Week, Bloomberg's podcast on the world of mergers and acquisitions. I'm your host, Alex Sherman. We've got a special episode this week. I thought it was a good time to explore how important culture is when it comes to M&A decision making, because obviously Wall Street bankers are paid to devise financially engineered models that sometimes dictate takeovers. So we, of course, know that synergies are important and taxation is important. And of course, product roadmaps are important and buying growth and being accretive. But culture, which sounds softer, can be a significant factor, not only in choosing to go forward with a deal, but of course, how successful that deal is after the fact. The AOL Time Warner merger was riddled with cultural misfits. A lot of people are now wondering how Amazon's purchase of Whole Foods will work from a culture standpoint. You'd have to imagine one of the reasons Walmart decided not to bid for Whole Foods was the obvious cultural mismatch there. So to help us examine how important this issue is, I'm happy to be joined by two men who lived through the experience of going through an acquisition together and then the subsequent integration. Jay Simons is the president of Atlassian, an $8 billion market cap enterprise software company based in Australia. Jay is joining us from San Francisco, where he works. He's coming to us from our San Francisco office. And with me in studio in New York is Trello CEO and co-founder Michael Pryor. For background, Atlassian announced it had agreed to acquire Trello for $425 million earlier this year. So, gentlemen, thank you for joining me, and welcome to Deal of the Week. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Alex. All right, Michael, let's start with you. So I'd like to break down this podcast maybe into two parts. The first part telling the story of how you decided to sell to Atlassian, both from your perspective and and from Jay's. And then we can get into sort of the integration and the cultural question about how you've managed to you know, the actual nuts and bolts of putting the two companies together. So, Michael, maybe just start with an explanation of what Trello is and how you met the Atlassian team and discovered their interest in buying the company. Sure. So Trello is a visual collaboration tool that helps you organize projects. Uh, If you've ever put sticky notes up on a board, on a whiteboard in your office, it works just like that, except the digital version that you can share with other people. And that product, we have probably, I don't know, 20... 22 million people have signed up for it so far, um, came out of a software company that uh, I started in New York City with the co-founder of mine, Joel Spolsky, um, back in 2000. So we've uh, been doing software for a very long time, although Trello came along about a decade later. And uh, interesting to note that the, the, the first product that we ever started selling was uh, a project management tool for software developers. I, we called it a bug tracker back then, but um, and uh, it, you know, so Atlassian, one of their biggest products, Jira, is is also a project management tool for developers. And uh, so I've known about the company for a very very long time. Yeah, so it was about it's probably last fall uh, that I got an email from one of the co-founders, Mike Cannon Brooks, and uh, he asked to uh, if I had some time for lunch. Um, right around that time, we were looking for fundraising um i had a lot of interest in in this would would have been our b round um and so i said sure why not i'll have lunch he met me in new york we we went to a mexican place down by the office it i I didn't know at the time but he had flown all the way out from sydney for this lunch and then was uh flying back after that um I thought he happened to be just in town in town right naturally so we went down there um downtown to this this mexican joint and um had lunch and i sort of knew what 
was going on. Like I, I he brought a giant check with him. Well, I, you know, I'd never been through this process before, so I'm thinking, okay, we're gonna sit down and have lunch, and he's gonna slide a piece of paper across the table. I'm gonna look at it, and you know, have to feign disgust, and and you know, and it'd be this back and forth. And it was funny because we we sat down and um. We we basically talked about two things. So one was he asked me a lot about the vision for the product and where we wanted to go with it. Um, And then the second thing that we talked about was the people and the culture that we had created at Trello. And, you know, we, we probably spent about an hour and a half talking. And I went back to the office afterwards and I was thinking to myself, wait, did he, did he try to acquire it? Like it was, it wasn't sounds even like a clear. first date. Yeah, right. It, but it was it. Uh, you know, we had both started software companies right in the same era, competing in the same market. Um, you know, so there were a lot of things that were very similar about the kind of companies that we had created and the history that we had gone through, and so. Um, but that lunch, when I went back to the office and started thinking about it, and how. It just struck me how important or how much how important it was for Mike and for Atlassian to make sure that we shared a vision and we shared a culture, um, that there were a lot of similarities between us. And it was clear to me, you know, I think looking back through the whole integration and the whole acquisition, you know, they had done 17 acquisitions before before this. And um it was clear that they had put a lot of thought into those previous acquisitions and learned from them and sort of focused on the right things going through this one. So, Jay, before we get to you, Michael, I want to ask you one more question just for my for, for my own clarity on this. So you have that, that initial lunch, and you're not sure if he's trying to acquire you. When does it become more apparent that he is trying to buy you? And at that point, is he throwing out a price? Sort of how did that work? Yeah, Jay and, and uh, Mike came back to New York a couple weeks later and we had another meeting and a sit down that was more a little bit more formal and talked about um, the offer and, and you know it, it, we had we were talking over phone and video and those things in between but you know the sort of stage from let's see if this is a good fit because if it's not if it's not a good fit if it's not going to be fun like there's no point in doing it um, I think that was where Mike said that at one point you know it and once we figured out that there was a lot of upside for both of us, that's when we got into the nitty gritty. You know, as we're talking about this, I realized that this is there's like a Washington Post feature, at least there used to be, where you talk about a first date from both sides. And I realized there are some similarities here to that. So, Jay, let me hear from your perspective now. Maybe just give us a little brief description of what Atlassian is and also how Trello came on your radar. So broadly, Atlassian makes software for teams. And, and so I think um, all facets of uh, helping groups of people work better together, we're interested from, you know, we're interested in from managing projects to creating and sharing content to communicating and, and uh, you know, messaging each other in real time. And, you know, I would say if Trello was a secret, it was probably one of the worst kept secrets in technology because it had amassed, you know, over 20 million people. Um, that uh, had flocked to it, including a lot of us. And so I, I think, um, you know, one of the first blips on a radar and any company's radar is just going to be internal uh, adoption and, and and usage of different technologies. And, uh, you know, our ears, uh, you know, peak particularly when um, technology that we're using uh, involves teamwork. And so, 
and I think we were uh, admirers and fans of Michael and Joel and and uh, and what they built over uh, over the past you know decade and decade plus. I think there's a lot of similarities between Michael and Joel as founders and our founders Mike and Scott, and uh, and and just sort of the you know the ethos you know of, of the companies that uh, that those two sets of people have built and continue to scale. So I think we are admirers. Looked at the uh, you know at the tool and and sort of watched how we were adopting it and saw you know legions of um, fanatical users you know adopt it and praise it and then you know the the meeting that Michael described I, I think is um, you know was part uh, kind of temperature uh, probing um, just to see whether or not there was an appetite but also I think to really push on the things that Michael described like you know what 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 are his motivations what are the company's motivations like um, how do they think about the business over the next five to ten years what's culture like you know what are people like I think those are the kinds of things that you know the the dollars and cents are, are relatively straightforward. I think if those other things line up, then it makes it makes it worth pursuing. And so that first meeting, Michael Michael described, it was really all about just kind of connecting. You know, I think at a pretty pretty uh, substantial human level, and and then just also understanding sort of how do you think about things, and how do we think about things, and let's just kind of break bread over lunch and sort of talk about um, talk about that. So let's get into the culture piece of this a little bit. So. Michael mentioned Atlassian, this, the Trello was Atlassian's 18th acquisition. Did this particular acquisition stand out to you in any way, Jay, as different from your other ones? Or, or what had you learned from the previous ones that made you key into specific things that Trello was doing that, that made you see it as a fit? What was it about the culture of Trello or you know, something maybe not about the culture of Trello that made you think, okay, this will work? Well, Trello, Trello stood out from the other 17, you know, distinctly by size and scale uh, across a number of dimensions. Just, you know, the, the number of employees, number of Trellists that were there, you know, the scale of the business that they'd achieved, the popularity of the service. I mean, it was a, you know, very well-known, strong, you know, strong branded company and, and, and strong branded product, you know, with a lot of resonance in the market. And so that sort of a dimensionality that I think was... Um, was different than the other 17. The other 17, uh, you know, there were companies in there, you know, of, of 10 to 15 people, but not, you know, the close to, to the 100 that Trello had. So I think that's a, you know, degree of difficulty that, that uh, we were certainly really attentive and thoughtful around. And, you know, the thing that matters, like the, at the end of the day, uh, you know, any M&A, for the most part, you know, especially at, at, at size, is about people integration. It's about um, yep, there's technology there and there's customers that you want to make sure that you continue to build for. And, you know, there's back office systems and processes that, you know, that you want to make sure that you, you kind of harmonize in the right ways to get that, that sort of just to borrow the cliche, that kind of, you know, one plus one equals three outcome that hopefully both of you are, are engineering towards. But that where it breaks down and the thing that matters most are the hundred people that are joining your company that are joining forces uh, with the other, you know, we were 2000 at the time. How do you get those things to work together? And if you don't think, think really carefully about avoiding kind of gumming up the gears, that's, I think, where a lot of, of M&A fails, uh, quite frankly. So, um, you know, we learned some lessons, I think, along the way about uh, how to think about that. But this was new territory for us, too. And so I, I think there was a lot of 
uh, just thought and care around let's just make sure that we we're, we're planning kind of the people integration and the culture integration part. So, Michael, that's got to be an even bigger deal to you because these are your employees. So, I'm curious, how did you make the decision that okay, I'm going to sell this business because you're affecting the lives of all of your employees there? How much input came from them? Is this something that you just sort of sprung on them one day, like, you know, hey, I made a decision, we're selling to Atlassian, and here's why. How did you go through that process, that decision-making process from, okay, this is more than an idea, I'm doing it, I'm, I'm saying yes, and then what do I do? Yeah, I think that's a that's a tough journey for a founder to answer that question, like, is this the right time, and is this the right company? You know, if, if you're very small, probably could bring more people into the, the fold. Uh, but if, you know, sometimes deals don't work out, right? So you have to be cognizant of that and careful to, uh, you don't want to get people, everyone excited about something and then it falls apart and then total demotivation, right? So for us, it was, there was a small group of people that knew during the period of time. And actually, as uh, that was actually really difficult because our, our and this is, uh, one of one of uh, Elassian's values is open company, no bullshit. And one of, you know, the, the important things about Trello was transparency and, you know, across the company around our numbers and things that we were doing and, and, and the way that people discuss topics like we that was very important to us. So going through this acquisition when I w- had only a very small number of people that knew what was happening until everything was signed, you know, it was the board obviously knew and then some of the executives that was really tough. Uh, I think that I don't think there was another way with 100 people to, to sort of keep the company moving forward. Because um, you really don't know what the reaction of your employees is going to be to this, right? Right. Yeah. right. Um, and, and, you know, we also there was there were different cohorts of people, right? Because at Trello came came out of um, our original company, Fog Creek. We started back in 2000. And, you know, some of the people that were there were had been at Fog Creek for over a decade, but a lot of people we had just hired. So there's people that had been there for a very long time, people that that only knew Trello, didn't have that history. So you sort of had to piece it all together. And you also have to think about what are we trying to do with Trello? Where do we want to go in in the future? Like I I thought a lot about for better or worse, what what happened in some ways was we took Trello and made it into an $8 billion company, right? Like and you can look at it as we got acquired, but I also think about it as, hey, we got a whole group of other tools that also help teams that are very complementary to what Trello does. And now we're all on the same team working together and the, the kinds of things that we're going to be able to do with all those different products are, are going to be amazing. Um, but that's like a time warp, right? Like you go from a 100-person company to a 2,000-person company. It's a lot of... Um, change. And so you have to do it very carefully and think about all of those things that are going to happen. And, you know, there, we basically had task force across different integration streams on the product, on the sales and marketing, on, the, you know, Elastin came into this clearly with, you know, a roadmap, a plan, and the sort of, you know, it's not about just signing the document and then, okay, great, like get you on the new payroll system. It was like, this is going to be a very long process, and we need to make sure that this goes correctly. So, Jay, what what was it specifically about the Trello culture through the integration process that you saw as like, okay, I like this? Or were there certain things where you said, you know what, this no longer works and we have to adjust? Well, I think... Um you know, rolling all the way back, there's a lot of similarity. I mean, naturally, you know, we 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 had a, had achieved a different size um, and scale uh, than they had achieved. But I think 
kind of the fabric of how people thought about the company and thought about the mission of, of each of the individual companies and what they were pursuing and the way they worked together. There was a lot of familiarity and similarity there. So I think the building blocks of kind of blending um, were apparent, I think, to, to, to both, you know, Michael and our, and our CEOs. It, it was sort of obvious that it was possible. And then you just need to think about, like, the hardest thing, I think, is, you know, companies, companies have their own traditions and their own sort of rhythms. And, you know, I think we, you know, we uh, acknowledged, you know, when we talked about it, that there's a lot of things that, that, that we need, our rhythms that we need to change. Uh, and that can be a natural, I think, for 2,000 people to say, hey, we're going we're gonna to shift. Um, we're going to change one of our traditions or a way that we do things to accommodate kind of this smaller organization that's now a part of us. So, and we, we really want to build those things together. Go ahead. Yeah. So can you give me an example of one of those traditions? Um, a simple one is, you know, we we had both companies did, uh, you know, did did, you know, global meetings that sort of gathered everybody together weekly. And we called ours uh, our global all hands and Trello called theirs town hall. And, you know, it's it's a and we've been doing global all hands for five years. So, I mean, everybody associated that weekly meeting at Atlassian prior to bringing Trello in is our global all hands. We changed that to town hall. Um, so the first meeting that we did together post acquisition, we renamed it. And it seems like a small thing, but you know, I think it's, it's, it's sort of a signal that, you know, we're, we're willing to break down a bunch of things that we're used to. And, and I, I think that's the sort of spirit that we wanted to welcome the hundred trellis into the company. There's going to be things here that are different from what you've done. You know, we'd like you to consider changing. In the same time, we're giving you a clear signal that we're going to change at the same. We're going to change as well. So, Michael, walk us through what the employee reaction was the day that you let everybody know, "Hey, we're being acquired by Atlassian," and then how your team sort of came together through the integration. Were there bumps in the road? So, I think um, I had held this secret for a very long time. Um, so for me, that day was probably very different than it was for everyone else. For me, it was a very um, like freeing moment. Sure. Um, and I think probably when you announce something like this to people, uh, there's a very typical human re response. I, I sort of, you know, as I brought the executives in, I I, um, I tortured a bunch of them with a, a, a crazy, like, you know, take them out to this pier and say, I have something to tell you. you know, right. So exactly. did all these experiences. Um, I showed up at somebody's house and they're like, what are you doing here? Uh, but when we announced it to the, the trellis, uh, most of the company's remote. We have 60% of the people are all over the world um, working from their homes. So once a year, we get everyone together. And it just so happened that the timing was going to match up that we were going to be able to announce this um, at our, you know, on offsite, you know, Trello offsite. So we we had everyone there. So the first day, um, and we go out, and I told everyone. And it, the first thing is, I think it's very surprising. So people are surprised at first. After the surprise wears off, so you have to sort of say, yes, this is actually like I'm not joking. I'm not pulling you like. Um, then I think everyone sort of wonders about their own situation. Sure. They're sort of like, what happens to my job? What, you know, what does this mean for me? Right, right. Um, and the sooner you How can, does my equity get paid exactly. out? Exactly. And yeah. so you need to have the answers to those questions all figured out, ready to go. Here's your, you know, here's your paperwork. Here's, here's the job offer. Here's what you're going to be making. Here's how your equity is going to work. Here's what it's worth. Here's what's going to your bank account. Once you get rid or not get rid, but once you explain all of those numbers to people, then 
it's much easier to move on to the other things like, okay, what is this going to mean for the future of our product and the things that we're working on? Oh, great. Like, hey, we were, we were really struggling with trying to hire developers and we're going to be able to get some very talented Atlassian people to come over and help us. And also we'll have their recruiting, you know, like there were all these opportunities that come up, but you have to get through that initial part first. And Jay, from Atlassian's perspective, since you guys have done 18 of these, how important is it to keep sort of the, the, the existing culture of the company in place versus morphing it toward Atlassian? You mentioned there seem to be some natural fits here between the companies, but you know, I what comes to mind is uh, SAP has a reputation of sort of being an umbrella company and very much keeping their acquisitions housed within them, operating more or less like they were prior to being acquired. What is Atlassian's take on that? I, I think it's a cheesy word, but I, you know, I think, and it depends on the situation. But you know, we were trying to achieve harmony, and harmony is, you know, two things that you know, two different notes that kind of come together, blend into you know, a, a supremely more pleasant sounding thing. <laughs> and so I, I think it's, um, you know, there's there's things that we want to borrow from both Atlassian and Trello and do that harmonization, that blending. And, you know, that's sort of our approach is I, I think we're trying to achieve when we come together. Michael described it really well. When we're, we come together, it's sort of like we're coming together as a eight billion plus company with a huge amount of runway in front of us that that together we're chasing, together we're pursuing. And I think that's what uh, that's what what both of us were trying to architect from the very beginning. Michael, as, as you made the decision to sell, how important was it to you to be able to maintain control of Trello versus being willing to give up some of that control that you'd always had. I think um, that first meeting I had with Mike, one of the things that was important for me to take away was, do you understand what Trello is and what it can be? Right, And so that obviously... It, it, it's a little nuanced because we're building something that has, uh, you know, from our point of view, the audience is the entire world. Atlassian's going after all teams, and that was exactly what Trello was doing, too. And so I wanted to make sure that um, that they understood why Trello was so important and so valuable. And that I got that out of that first meeting. It was clear to me when the kinds of questions that Mike was asking about the future of the product and the things that we can do. And even now, as we sort of riff on the product and, and the future direction of it, I can tell that that's understood from the top to the bottom. There was a recent article in the Wall Street Journal about Walmart buying Jet and how Walmart eliminated the happy hours from Jet, which was something that was part of their culture. And then they sort of realized that that was upsetting people and they reinstituted it. I'm curious, have there been any things that have actually been dropped from Trello since the acquisition has been integrated? Have there been any specific pitfalls to the acquisition or things that have been more difficult than maybe you assumed they would be? I think one of the things where we're both learning from each other was um, the remote nature of Trello, you know, the, the, the employees working remotely. And, and, you know, from, from our point of view, we had, because 60% of the company was remote, we just were remote first, right? Like all our meetings were on video conference, all of that was, was happening in this way of everything was, you know, our conversations were happening in chat, our meetings were happening on video conference. Now, you would think, okay, so Atlassian has, you know, the 2,000 people. Actually, they had more remote people than we had. Um, and in some ways, the fact that there are offices all around the world means that they also have to cope with 
these, these time zone issues and getting people together and how do you how do you do that at scale when you have so many people um, so there are sort of different facets of the same problem so we were able to approach it like hey we'll just remote first there's only 100 people it's effects with 2,000 people, it's a little bit different, right? Um, right. It, you have these geographic footprints. You know, how do you do systems that might work for a small group of people? We would we would obviously run into those same problems when we hit 2,000, but now all of a sudden we were facing those very quickly. Uh, oddly, these companies sort of do this as their main business, though, right? I mean, these are like project team companies that sort of look to how do we connect via chat and and other sort of mobile. I'm curious, did you actually use your company's software to address some of these problems? Yeah. So the one of the during that when we were talking about sharing culture and rituals, one of the first things that that Mike did was he created a Trello board that had all of the rituals that um, Elassian had done, and then all of the similar things that. Trello did. What are some of the examples? Well, of that? like Jay gave the one earlier about the global all hands, but we also had, you know, um, anniversary awards. Like we, the mascot for Trello is a little husky named Taco, and so we would get these little three D printed statues and give them to people after they've been at Trello for a year. And you know, so we we're trying to figure out what does the last thing do? How do they recognize you know your tenure and your anniversary? And it was it was thinking about all those cultural rituals that people do when they're together as a group and what's important to them. And, you know, there's certain things that that Atlassian does at each of their offices that might be different, right? Because they have everyone in one place, but there's also things that they do across the company. And so there wasn't one answer to this. Like there's, it's sort of, how do you borrow? How do you take? How do you share? Um, What are you going to keep that's just yours and to form a team within a team, you know? Maybe an example in you know, another example is like we had uh, I think both organizations had sort of a notion of, of hackathons or sort of these innovation exercises where teams can, you know, take some time and, and uh, you know, we do it quarterly, um, try to scratch an itch or sort of produce something and then show it to their peers. And, you know, we had never really included our remote our, our remote teams prior to the to the Trello acquisition. And then, you know, shortly after um, Trello joined you know, we thought really carefully about how do we how do we make this feel um, welcoming to people that are remote because that, that, you know, and, and at the same time, sort of the benefit, we kind of recognized that there were all these Atlassians that were remote, as Michael mentioned, you know, that hadn't really been vocal about, hey, there, there's these things that happen in the office that I can't really participate in. Um, likewise, you know, with the town hall you know, we started to present remotely. And and previously, they had it only been sort of, you know, a, a, a meeting that we conducted in office with people in office. And so I think those are the kinds of things that you you kind of just look at, and then you learn and adjust. And I think overall, the, the outcome is better. Atlassian shares are up about 46% this year. You guys are a pretty big company. Now that you have, in fact, done an acquisition of Trello size, Jay, do you feel like you have the confidence as an organization to look at even larger acquisitions now, uh, I, I think you know over over the the past twelve years uh, we've just constantly learned and improved. And you know you start with a with a two person acquisition, you learn what works and doesn't work for us in our situation. You graduate up to five to ten to fifteen to a hundred. So I would say, you know, together with Trello, uh, you know, we're still focused on. Uh, making this one awesome and to achieve the things that, that we both, uh, over that initial breakfast meeting came together and talked about what the, what was, what was the art of possible. And that's what we're pursuing. So, you know, I think M&A has been a core part of how we've grown, should continue to be, but we're, we're focused on, uh, on making this one awesome. Michael, uh, 
you know, as you look back on sort of the experience of selling the company, do you sort of have one general takeaway from this experience that you come away with as surprising or meaningful? I think that um, that journey for a founder is is quite an emotional one. And um, I think that getting support, for, like having the right people on your board is super helpful. So um, we were really lucky to, to work with great VCs. And so I got a lot of support from them. Um, more on a personal level, right? There's the, like we said before, there's the numbers and all that kind of stuff. But I think it's almost an afterthought. Uh, the, the most important thing is that emotional journey, not only for the founder, but for all the employees and what they go through and being prepared for it. Because it's, it, there's a lot of work to do to get to where we are today. And to go through that, you, you need the support of your friends and your family and, and your advisors. Michael Pryor, CEO and co-founder of Trello and Jay Simons, the president of Atlassian. Thank you guys both for joining us. Hope you found that interesting. That'll do it for this week's episode of Deal of the Week. Remember, you can find all of our episodes on iTunes or Bloomberg.com or the Bloomberg Terminal. Also, follow me on Twitter at Sherman4949. Michael, where can people find you on Twitter? Michael Pryor, P-R-Y-O-R. And Jay? Jay Simon, J-A-Y Simons. Sarah Patterson is our producer. Alec McCabe, head of podcast. See you next week. 